Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 528th ever show of all around sports. We're each Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. well. My highlight of the week is yesterday's Little League World Series Championship, which featured a final inning for the ages when Curacao, which was losing 5-1, to one, hit a grand slam in the top of the inning to tie it. And then El Segundo, California, hit a walk-off homer to win the world championship, igniting a celebration for the ages as only kids that age can. And it was just as good a game as you ever see for the championship. Um, and it was held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, of course. I grew up... Uh, just a couple of hours from there. So it's uh, been in my blood forever. And it has now risen to just part of Americana. The last two weeks of August, or last few weeks of August, and ESPN broadcasting so many games are starting in the regionals now. For instance, one of the teams that won a couple games is two towns away from where I am here in Massachusetts. And, uh, that would be Canton, Massachusetts and, uh, and Rhode Island, of course, made a bit of a run as well, not far uh, under an hour, uh, from where I'm at. And so, you know, that story is repeated across the nation and in effect across the world, um, with teams coming from everywhere and, it's just really a galvanizing thing, and like I said, part of Americana now. You just know that uh, it's going to be nonstop Little League Baseball uh, pretty much throughout the month of August, and there's just nothing like it, the way these towns get behind them. I remember a few years back, another town literally right next door, Walpole, Massachusetts, went deep. Uh, and the goal, of course, is to win a world championship, but really the immediate goal with the regionals and whatnot are the, uh, is just simply making it to Williamsport. And again, I, I remember when <laughs> uh, none of the elaborate setups they have in Williamsport even existed, uh, growing up so close to there, visiting whatnot, and uh, what they've done there is nothing short of amazing. 
the kids love it from sliding on the hill to swimming all of it and it's just uh you know spectacular how the little league world series and williamsport itself have just you know risen to the occasion and espn too with broadcasting um you know the opportunity for 10, 11, 12-year-old kids to be on television is <laughs> on ESPN. National television is pretty cool, to put it mildly. And uh, so, yeah, it was just great to see. And this year's terrific, terrific baseball was punctuated with yesterday's simply unbelievable last inning uh, for the actual world championship. So... Once again, kudos to Williamsport, kudos to ESPN, and kudos to youth baseball. Really quite nothing, uh, really nothing like it. The other highlight that just simply must be mentioned here is uh, Lionel Messi scoring again. Uh, and this was in his first MLS game. He's been playing these tournaments, Leagues Cup and whatnot. Uh, but... He scored over the weekend down in New York City, or New Jersey to be exact, Harrison, New, New Jersey, I believe it is, where the stadium is. And at this point, you have to say it may be among the greatest debuts in American sports history uh, of anybody, whether it's somebody coming into a league as a rookie. Uh, Messi is hardly a rookie. He won this World Cup less than a year ago. And, uh, but what he is doing is just simply risen to, you, you know, must see status. Um, and he, you know, he hasn't lost his edge. His enthusiasm on the field is just something to behold. He, he's acting like it's the world cup every time he scores and he's been scoring a lot, something like nine, 10 goals in the various games since he started, and uh, and it's just really nice to see. I, I said it before on the show a couple of weeks ago. Now it's even worth repeating because he continues to just uh, be spectacular in every game he plays in. If it's not goals, it's assists. Sometimes it's both. Uh, he just has this dominant presence. And again, the on-field enthusiasm that he's showing is spectacular. And so maybe this is finally... Finally, finally, the uh, the moment in time where MLS will rise to be one of the major American sports. It's been long awaited. Uh, there's a team right down the road from, from me in Foxborough. Uh, the Revolution, of course, played in, Patri- in Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. And, uh, and yeah, it, it'll be great to see it happen. And this, this may be finally the moment in time. And the player, Messi, in time, who uh, who raises the stature to, again, one of the major North American sports. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch, to say the least. Uh, another worth mentioning, college football underway, appropriately, Notre Dame, uh, beating... Navy, very handily over at Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Uh, I've been to Dublin many times, countless, you might say, and uh, and it just looked like a great week. The intro into the program by NBC uh, was awesome. 
with all the college or excuse me, college Irish scenery, Ireland scenery and uh, the marching bands going down the streets of Dublin that I know so well. So it was really, really fun to watch. And here we go. Week zero college football is underway. Sticking with football, my bizarre story of the week is Trey Lance. No, number one, being cut by the 49ers uh, and being traded to the Cowboys. He wasn't cut. I shouldn't say that. He was beat out by Sam Darnold to be the backup quarterback to Brock, uh, to Brock Purdy, who will be the starter. And then he was traded to the Cowboys and uh, thereby bringing to a close one of the worst draft day trades ever, more than likely the worst ever. They traded Niners traded, I think, three, three picks, high picks to get him uh, to move up to number three in the draft three years ago, I believe it was, and third overall pick. And it just never panned out. What else can you say throughout the Jimmy Garoppolo situation and then with Brock Purdy bursting on the scene last year and uh, and the even more bizarre aspect to it is that apparently – Cowboys owner Jerry Jones did the trade and didn't tell anybody, meaning Mike McCarthy and or Dak Prescott, uh, let alone the rest of the team, whatever. And, uh, so that's that's kind of bizarre that he wouldn't at least give uh, give a heads up. But he didn't. And Trey Lance is now with the Cowboys. And uh, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh Clearly, you have to wonder if there's still some upside. Tough to say exactly what was going on in San Francisco. He's hardly played any football, even dating back to his college years. COVID, all of it. Uh, he's played hardly any games over the last three, four years. So it's kind of crazy, to say the least. Still bears watching. He's with the Cowboys, so that will be under the microscope for sure. Well, my low light of the week is... The fact that there was no drama whatsoever in the Tour Championship yesterday, completed yesterday down at East Lake in Atlanta, FedEx Cup. Uh, Victor Hovland just ran away with it, winning by five strokes. And, uh, you know, compared with some of the drama we've seen on the Sunday evenings of the Tour Championship at East Lake, always at East Lake. Uh, it was just disappointing. Uh, I, I think we we're just all excited for an interesting Sunday. There were some big names on the leaderboard, but Victor Hovland just simply dominated. He's won three. That's his third tournament win in like this summer, just very recently. So he's, he's just on a roll. Uh, and he certainly carried it into yesterday, to put it mildly. And congratulations to him. I think he won $18 million. That's a serious payday <laughs> by any standard. Um, so, yeah, yeah, hard to believe that the, you know, official golf for the year is concluded. Not that there, were, there will still be tournaments here and there, stuff like that, but that pretty much puts an end to the, quote, golf regular season. And, uh, and, it seems to happen. It's getting done earlier and earlier <clears throat> before football season starts, so to speak. 
uh, in earnest, certainly before the NFL and uh, pretty much the same weekend the college kicks off, college football kicks off. Uh, and speaking of college football, there, we continue to have the waiting game uh, with California and Stanford. Uh, when last noted, they were still seem to be maybe in the running for the ACC, which had not approved bringing them in some of the schools, some of the member schools. Nothing has happened since then. It's now been a couple of weeks. There's some uh, rumors out there that maybe they're going to go to the Big 12, and we still have to wonder about uh, Oregon State and Washington State as well. They're the four remaining teams in the, quote, Pac-12 or Pac-4. So we shall see uh, what turns out. You have to believe that if anything's going to happen, it needs to happen uh, soon. But we will get into that with uh, our call-in guest, weekly call-in guest, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So we'll jump right into college football. Uh, But now let's take our break and don't go anywhere since we're going to, again, jump into college football. Thank you. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Well, doing great, A.P. We uh, The long-awaited Weekend arrived, week zero, and college football is underway, and uh, I certainly watched my fair share of it. I'm guessing you two, you did as well. Uh, in the first segment, I touched on the Notre Dame uh, win over Navy in Dublin, Ireland, a place I have been to frequently, and uh, Aviva Stadium, and great intro of, you know, the Irish scenery, along with the uh, activities in Dublin, marching bands through going down the, the streets of Dublin that I know so well. And it just sounded and looked like a great week. And Notre Dame looked awesome. The fighting Irish, uh, as you would think they would in Dublin. Yeah, John, it was a beautiful stadium. I didn't realize how, how old is that stadium, John? It looks relatively new. It is relatively new, and it's interesting, AP, when you come in from the Dublin airport into the city, you pass right by Aviva Stadium, which is right beside a legendary, legendary stadium, uh, Rose Bowl-level legendary in Ireland called Crow Park, uh, the old, quote, the old stadium, and I I think there's still things going on there. It's been a while, but I don't know if it's even still standing, but I'm guessing it is. I feel like it is, but... uh, Whatever, they're right beside each other, they're right there. It's really exciting. It's an exciting way to enter Dublin to see these, uh, you know, Aviva Stadium, which is just spectacular looking. And So, yeah, it's pretty new, it that's is, for sure. It is, John. John, do you know the, the capacity of the stadium? Because when I was watching, I, I was expecting to see the, some old, the older stadium. I mean, that's what I had in my mind. And then all of a sudden it popped up on the screen and I said, gee, that's beautiful. It looks like it's in Los Angeles or somewhere in the United States. Correct. Correct. looks like SoFi out in uh, the new stadium yeah. out in L.A. where the Rams play. That's what it reminded me of, yes. Correct. Correct. No, it's, it's very impressive. And trust me, from, you know, when you drive by, it's a wow for sure. And, uh, so, yeah, Notre Dame, AP, they looked great, uh, especially Sam Hartman, dominant. Uh, 
you uh, the last few weeks have been talking about him as we've talked about this game coming up, kind of kicking, truly kicking off the season. And he, he just, boy, did he deliver. And suddenly you have to look at Notre Dame as a team that's instantly in the hut because they got what every team needs, a great quarterback. John, I had seen him play against Clemson some years ago. They lost that game by about three touchdowns, but he was definitely impressive. But another thing that intrigued me about Sam Hartman, he's in that pocket. He's fearless, John. He takes the hits and delivers the ball down the field. I don't mean a five-yard release valve pattern. I mean down the field for touchdowns and explosive plays. And then he can move to his left and right make an accurate throw as well. Yeah, they he is a difference maker for Notre Dame, I can tell you right now. And what I've learned, John, these last couple of years, when you're matching up the receivers to the quarterback and their skill levels, if you have a quarterback that can deliver a high percentage completion throughout the season, as long as his receivers catch the ball, it's fine. The yards after the catch are nice, but it, it's it, it doesn't matter as long as they catch the football. If you have a quarterback with a high accuracy and completion percentage and the receivers don't catch the football, it doesn't matter. But I think that Notre Dame has enough talent. They have some young talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, I think they'll do fine and they'll progress throughout the season and mature and make explosive plays for their quarterback. I, I really feel confident that Notre Dame, with, with him at quarterback, and they have the opportunity to play Ohio State, uh, USC, and Clemson. If they are two and one in those games and take care of business in the other ones, they'll be in the playoffs. I think you're right about that, AP. I really do. Um, they just looked amazing. What really blew me away about, uh, you know, Sam Hartman was his leadership qualities as they were, and they were on exhibit on the field during the game, of course. Uh, and afterwards in the post-game interview, uh, I was just blown away by how mature he seems and, and simply the leader he is, given that he's new to the team. It's clear they love him, his teammates. And, uh, and you know, and then he had like the shillelagh, which is kind of like a cane, yeah. if you will. And he was, yes. you know, walking around with hat and uh, yes. and like they're going to use it as their good luck charm, luck of the Irish. And uh, so I just yes. thought the whole thing was really impressive, really cool. And uh, yes, yeah, Notre Dame, I think they served instant notice that, uh, y- you know, that they're going to be uh, in the hunt all year. And AP, I found it interesting, which I never knew that uh, the announcers touched on it, that <clears throat> The Notre Dame Navy, you know, games go back to World War II, where I guess Notre Dame was, as they said, quote, struggling, I think financially, and that Navy uh, helped them out, the Navy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I didn't get many details beyond that, but I thought that was just a really cool background that I never knew about. I don't know if you're aware of that, yeah. but I thought it was really cool. I, World War yeah, II. I, I had read about it in recent months. I wasn't aware of that financial situation during World War II and, and the camaraderie that uh, the Navy showed uh, by assisting uh, the Irish when they were in financial trouble. So I would think it's going to take some kind of uh, unbelievable deal 
for Navy and Notre Dame not to play a game. I mean, it's going to have to be some windfall of a lot of money for them to cancel the series. Right, right. And, you, you know, it wasn't all that long ago where Navy upset Notre Dame, uh, and they've certainly won, won a few along the way. And, uh, yes, they have. Yeah. And no doubt about it. And uh, so, you know, it's competitive. It just is. I mean, it was a bit of a blowout on Saturday, as we saw. Yes. But, again, it was not all that long ago, uh, Navy, you know, beat Notre Dame. And it, it was a big deal, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, I, I think the I think the fact, John, that they established that game to be the first one of the season is in favor of Notre Dame because they're healthy and they have a chance to understand some some of that triple option if Navy chooses to to run that scheme. Yes, yes, and given the setting in Dublin, it's just a, it's a it's a classic matchup. It's Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. Need I say more? It's Navy. Uh, you know, military academy with, you know, you know, as we know, the military is everywhere, especially over in Europe, uh, as we've seen so often with the NFL games recently. And uh, so, you know, it's just a guaranteed uh, event, shall we say, big event. And uh, so it was just a really cool matchup. I think next year, you, I, I got an invitation uh, by that, an email uh, for next year's game. I've been on the email list forever. Uh, which will be Florida State, um, who is it? I know it's Florida State and Georgia Tech. Florida State, Georgia Tech will be next year in Dublin, same week. It's always the Saturday oh. before Labor Day. So right. that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be, yeah. They, that works. Their coach will be there, I think, the second year at Georgia Tech, I think. And of course, we know Florida State's on the rise. Exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of Florida State, I believe you're going to see him this coming Sunday night, if I'm correct, with LSU Florida Sunday State night. in Orlando. Am Sunday I right night. about that? That's correct. LSU returns the favor by playing at their neutral side. Orlando last year it was LSU's neutral side, New Orleans. So right. that'll be a big matchup, top five, top ten teams, ACC versus the SEC. It's the type of ball game that is, is influential when you're discussing the college football playoff entrance. Yep. No doubt about it. Absolutely. LSU, top five. And uh, Florida State's program is getting back uh, as close to their former glory not so long ago as it's been in a while. They've been building getting a little better each year here. Uh, and so, again, uh, good reason to believe that should be a competitive game, especially down in Orlando. So, AP, it's going to be uh, it's going to be. A fun game, and you're going to be there. I'm sure you're excited. It's a great Labor Day weekend. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited because there are two quarterbacks that are going at it. They'll, they're both Heisman Trophy candidates at the moment. And Florida State has a wealth of talent at the wide receiver position. Matter of fact, it's, not only is it um, excellent talent, but it's tall. <laughs> Six seven and six four. Uh, wow! Keon Coleman coming down from Michigan State and and Wilson six seven. So, yeah, I mean they're going to be tough to defend. And of course we know that Malik Neighbors, a thousand yard receiver, returns for LSU, and Mason Taylor, the excellent freshman last year, is the tight end position. So I think LSU's two freshman tackles that were excellent last season they return. Of course, I think LSU's running game will be stronger. Uh, we know that Florida State. Uh, 
they'll probably be better on offense. And we know that LSU, uh, Jaden Daniels has a grasp of the offense now. That he was the first game last year. I described him as he really looked like he was running around in the backyard playing mm-hmm. quarterback the first game. Right. No, it's going to be great. No, it's a great matchup. No doubt about it. It's going to be fun. Blue Bloods, to say the least. Yes. And, uh, you know, the neutral site, Orlando, I've been there a few times uh, at Camping World Stadium. I know you've been there. And it's 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 good place. A lot of energy. So it'll be fun, you know, the middle of the holiday weekend on Sunday. It'll be it'll be great. No doubt about it. I'm sure you're excited. Yes. Yeah. It'd be a lot of offense, I suspect. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it'll be in the 40s, but I think 20s. I would, yeah. I would be safe to say in the 20s. I agree, AP. It, it, it'll be great. No doubt about a lot, high energy event. No doubt whatsoever about that. So, uh, so that'll be great. Two great fan bases. And uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be among the many, many highlights this Labor Day weekend. There's just a lot of games and a lot of really good games. So AP, we'll get to those. Uh, but let's take our break now. And a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Headquarters gave the orders and we're shipping out. Our objective is Operation Big Game. Leading the revolution with Jim and Trav's hunting campaign will be Captain Steve West from Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Plus Sergeant Dean Capuano with Swarovski Optic Quest. And first class culinary specialist Brian Tucker of High Mountain Seasonings. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. 
Now back to the show. We're America listeners. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., Notre Dame beating Navy, which we talked about in the first segment, was certainly not the only game over the weekend. Uh, USC, A.P., Caleb Williams, last year's Heisman Trophy winner, uh, quarterback of USC. Uh, he looked great, and they looked great in beating San Jose State. So, uh, so that was fun too to have uh, to watch some of that game as well. Yes, uh, USC and Caleb Williams—they're going to play well offensively. Lincoln Riley has a system, and he, his teams can score points. We've seen that through the years at Oklahoma, and now at USC. But their Achilles heel, and I think it's kind of severe, is the right. defense. No doubt can about it. Can they play enough? Can yeah? Can they stop the other team a few times when they get into these more competitive ball games? Because if they can't, then it's it, they need to have the ball last, probably. Exactly, and we we saw that uh, glaringly in last year's game against Utah. Uh, in the Pac-12 championship, and uh, yeah, Utah beat them twice. Utah beat them twice, twice Twice at the end of the season. That's right. Sorry, I I thought that was the case. I wasn't positive, but yeah, yeah, twice. Um, And they were uh, scoring a lot of points, Utah was. Uh, AP, Caleb Williams, I mean, he's looking really special. I mean, a cut above. He really is, uh, you know. He's yeah. from D.C. He beat out Spencer yeah. Rattler, which was a bit of a shocker, to say the least, when he yeah. took over as quarterback at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, of course. And then, yeah, last year, you know, he follows Lincoln Riley out to Los Angeles. He wins the Heisman. And then, you know, what we saw just to kick off the season, again, AP, he's looking – he could go back-to-back, which is – Hasn't been done since Archie Griffin. That's only been done once by Archie Griffin. That's right. Yeah, he has that potential because he plays Notre Dame. He's going to play Oregon, Washington, and uh, so he'll have a chance to Utah. I mean, those are all excellent football teams in the top 25, top 15 or so. And and then if he gets in the – of course, the playoffs is after. But but Caleb Williams, he's going to – He's going to be exceptional throwing the football because he has such a strong arm. He's and he he has confidence, John, as a quarterback to make those throws. But I think if it gets to a situation where they're relying on him every game, I think that pressure gets to you sometime, and he could throw some interceptions, have some turnovers. Yes, yes, he's mobile as well. And AP, correct yeah, me if I'm not, wrong. I remember he had, he was having some problems. Maybe it happened during one of those games against Utah, where uh, he, you know he had a, a bit of a leg problem. wasn't as mobile. Am I right about that? Yeah, I believe. I don't know if that it was the exact game, but he did have some problems with his leg last year. So, and yeah. another thing, John, when you're trying to make so many plays, and there's a, a small margin, and there's that su- either conscious or subconscious pressure 
on the quarterback to make a spectacular play. And if he's running around, that's when he'll lose the football or make a bad throw into coverage. So it's 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 not that he's not an exceptional player, but the, the circumstances will force him to make some errors. I, I think that could happen to him. Right. The pressure will be immense on him. He's the defending yeah, Heisman right. Trophy. <laughs> you know, he's the Heisman Trophy holder right now. So it'll be tremendous. You're right about that. Uh, oh, he's he's very good. I mean, the first time I saw him throw the football, I, I couldn't believe the arm strength. That, that caught my attention right away when he whipped it. I said, oh, he said, gee, that's a strong-looking arm on that freshman yes. at Oklahoma yes. at the time. You're right. And let's not forget, again, Spencer Rattler was – a big name still is. He's now at South Carolina. But when he, when Caleb Williams took over for Spencer Rattler, that was a shocker. That was like a big time wow yeah. moment. Because uh, Spencer Rattler, sure was. number one, he has a great name, so you remember it. And, you know, so he was just a well, just everybody knew who Spencer Rattler was and just assumed uh, he would be the starter. And that was that. So Caleb Williams kind of come out of nowhere, but he, he was, he, he's highly regarded from his high school years down in Washington, D.C. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's clearly the player to watch this college football. He's the player to watch this college football season. So it's going to be fun. It really is. Yeah, yeah, John, wouldn't that be ironic? And I don't know how this could happen because I don't think the teams are at the same, same level uh, to be competitive would be USC versus USC with those two quarterbacks playing in a bowl game somewhere. USC versus USC. Oh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I see. Right. USC, I get it. USC versus USC. Yeah. yeah, Southern California versus South Carolina. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah, that, would, that would be so much fun, but I, I don't think it yeah. could happen because I don't, I don't, I mean, because I think USC on the West Coast will be more successful in the win, win column versus uh, USC on the East Coast, South Carolina. I don't think they'd have as many wins to qualify for the same type of bowl opportunity. Right. Although they ended the season last year with some uh, massive oh, wins, wins and then, oh. you know, lost in the bowl game. Oh. But, but yeah, the, the, they were on a roll there for a couple of weeks at the end of the season, uh, to say the yeah. least. Um, oh, yeah. So they're, I, expect, they're excited. I expect Spencer. Yeah, I expect Spencer rather to have a very good year. Me too. Me too. I mean, he has a lot to prove because he lost his job as a starting quarterback at Oklahoma. So, I mean, he, he is a guy with a chip on his shoulder, and those are the guys you got to watch out for, to say the least. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, I expect big things out of the Gamecocks myself. Yeah, they'll upset somebody this year. No doubt. No doubt. Maybe more than one. I have no doubt whatsoever they're going to be competitive, and they're, they're a team to keep your eye on for sure. And, uh, yeah, so an, an, another game, speaking of the South, Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. That, that was a fun game to watch as well. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been to Nashville frequently, but also, you know, one day I just took some time and drove all around the Vanderbilt campus uh, as opposed to downtown Nashville. And it, it was just spectacular. What a great place to go to school and a highly regarded institution. And uh, yeah, so it was a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, John. Uh, there was some history there with those t- with those two teams. I mean, last year, sixty three to ten. It was pretty mm-hmm. close at halftime last year, yes. But then Vanderbilt just 
ran away. Uh, Mike Wright was one of the quarterbacks that played in that game. He's very fast, and he had since transferred to Mississippi State. And A.J. Swan's now the quarterback at Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt's offensive line did not play well. I think they had 30, 40 yards rushing. They were able to hold on for the victory, and Hawaii made the significant change with their scheme to the run run and shoot. They reverted back to that offense, which has been very successful for them. They had they ran it for about 15 years. They were winning maybe 10, 11, 12 years out of the 15 with that type of offense. So Timmy Chang, the record-setting quarterback for Hawaii, is the head coach now. And so I, I thought that Hawaii would give them a, a good ball game. And I didn't know if they would win, but they sure certainly had an opportunity to tie the ball game at the end. They sure did. They sure did, no doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And lastly, uh, before we go to break, another game that was intriguing was UMass going down to New Mexico and winning. Um, I'm standing here in Massachusetts, so I care. I tuned in. Watch right. some of that ball game as well, and that, that's an impressive victory going on the road and uh, cross practically cross country and, and winning that game to start the season. Yeah, New Mexico State was favored, and they were a bowl team last year. Uh, and the Clemson Georgia Tech quarterback had transferred to UMass. He's he's athletic, strong arm. So UMass they they travel down to Auburn. This weekend to Correct. face Hugh Freeze in his first game against it be the Tigers versus the Minutemen, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I wouldn't take them lightly. Exactly right, AP. As I watched that game, I was thinking the exact same thing. What a great, you know, way to start the season, knowing they were heading into Auburn this weekend, and uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, UMass, you know, has a history when they played at Gillette Stadium a few years ago. Uh, Went to a lot of the games since I lived so close, and it was, you know, again, they have some history. Mark Whipple used to be their coach. He, of course, made his name years before that as the quarterback's coach of the Steelers uh, in the early years of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> so, yeah, he has quite a pedigree himself, and he's done a lot of coaching in a lot of places over the years, to say the least. Yeah, John, you know, there's they're 0-10, I think, versus the SEC, but there have been some competitive games if you look mm-hmm. at those 10 um, ten matchups, no doubt about it. Uh, no, it's going to be fun. You know, uh, can't wait to watch that. And I'll tell you what, I really can't wait for is just uh, a full slate uh, of just numerous games, uh, many more than I realized for Labor Day weekend. I mean, it really college football has now risen to the point of just owning uh, Labor Day weekend. Obviously, the NFL will start the Thursday following. With the Chiefs and the Lions, the usual defending champion versus, uh, uh, you know, what should be an intriguing opponent this year with the Lions kind of going prime time. Uh, But anyway, why don't we take our final break, AP, and uh, still have a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. 
Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Before we get started... And something I've been waiting to say for a long time, AP, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Penn State, West Virginia from Beaver Stadium. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on, interestingly, NBC. Um, wow. NBC's yeah. now into the college game. They broadcast the game from Dublin because they've been doing Notre Dame for many years. And right. now suddenly they're one of... The, the big, the big, big networks, Big Ten, exactly. Uh, so yeah. they're they're kind of new to the scene of broadcasting college football, and we're loving it. It's yet another media outlet that's going to be, uh, you know, doing a great job uh, with Big Ten games, like you said. 
But yeah. I, I like different voices, John, for a conference. Me too. I don't like one voice for a conference. I I don't like that at all. I just Correct. I mean, and and all these, and with all due respect, these different networks, they're they might. I don't think they're biased to a conference, even though they're covering that conference. They're going to discuss that team more probably, but I think they give a fair viewpoint of all the games that I've watched on these different stations. I, I don't like it when one network has a conference. Yeah. Well, NBC did a great job Saturday. They've done a great job over the years with Notre Dame games. They're, uh, high quality. They'll do a great job. I mean, they do a great job with Sunday night football and NFL, and I can't wait, and I have no doubts whatsoever. They'll do a fabulous job, and they're going to really get rolling this Saturday night, AP. I'm very excited. Uh, I've covered Penn State. I've covered the Mountaineers, West Virginia, down in Morgantown, only about a three-hour drive or so from each other, from State College to Morgantown and AP. More importantly, I heard uh, I covered many Penn State West Virginia games in both stadiums. And AP, it's first time apparently they've played since the 90s. Uh, We talk about this a lot. uh, You know how many years? Gosh, I know. I was surprised to hear that Hmm. they they used to be a great, great rivalry. Um, And the Lambert Trophy, the Lambert Trophy, exactly. Eastern football back in the day, Mm -hmm. Uh, and. So the mountain Mountaineer fans are uh, fun to say the least, as are Penn State yeah. fans. Needless to say, uh, AP it's a big deal. And interestingly, I'll be the here in Boston. Uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, alumni networks of any city in America. Penn State alumni. There's a great Penn State watch bar that is also a West Virginia watch bar. It's called the greatest oh my bar. Yeah. It's called the greatest bar. It's in the shadow of TD garden in Boston where the Celtics and Bruins play. So AP it's going to be a unique confluence of events. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Penn state owns this place for every game. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of people, four floors. It's a, it's a Penn state extraordinary watch bar I, I would put it up against anywhere in the country this side of state college but it also has a couple other teams the gators uh florida gators are there uh and west virginia so west virginia fans in the boston area are already programmed to go there and i happen to uh Talked to somebody who works there just a week or two ago, and he said it is going to be uh, quite the kickoff to the season with West Virginia and Penn State on a Saturday <laughs> night or Labor Day weekend. So it's the next best thing to be in there and Beaver Stadium. Yeah, trust me. Ex- yeah, be exceptional to be at that event. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Uh, and by that I mean, you know, Penn State. They play. You know, they have announcers. You know, they have sound system playing the Penn State alma mater and fight song and you know they're doing raffles so this is like you know you know in a, in a quote MC if you will uh, so it's, it's a big deal and it's going to be really really uh, spectacular this Saturday night so looking forward to that and between that game AP which is just going to be awesome uh, and Penn State by the way debuting Drew Allaire 
as their new starting quarterback after many years of Sean Clifford. And, mm-hmm. of course, Nick Singleton, the breakout freshman running back last year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. Penn State, I've seen him ranked as high as number seven. So a lot of excitement in State College as a new era begins with Drew Allaire, the new quarterback. Yeah, those running backs were very good. I saw them play against Auburn last year, and they were very impressive. You were there. and uh, Yeah, I was there. So They were impressive. I saw the, the Singleton made off on a nice long touchdown run down the right sideline, if I recall. <clears throat> yeah, he had a few of them. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's certainly going to have a, a few more this year. And it's going to be great. Again, this is going to be all college football all weekend long. And uh, so it's just going to be great. Uh, just so excited. They were really underway. Many, many, if not most uh, of the big names will be out there. So AP, I just want to thank you for calling in as always. Uh, and I'll be thinking of you on Sunday night. Uh, you'll be in Orlando for Saturday night when the game is on, Penn, Penn State, West Virginia, right? Yes. The night correct. before you, the game you're covering. I will, correct. That'll be fun. Uh, oh, you yeah, know. I look forward to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, football in the South, nothing like it, and you know, and, and everywhere, simply, including Pennsylvania. It's going to be great. But I want to thank you for your expertise. You do just a spectacular job with the X's and O's and explaining to our listeners uh, the ins and outs of college football. You got it down pat, and and lucky us. Hey, John, it's always my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon. Eastern time. Actually, it won't be next Monday. It's Labor Day. So two weeks. Uh, And everybody have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the football. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.